0: This podcast is reserved for audiences 18 years and older. Hello, and welcome to Leather Talk with Mr. Bullet Leather 2020. I'm your host, Brandon. Well, for those of you who follow Leather Talk already, you already know what this podcast is all about. The intention of this podcast is really to hear personal stories from individuals within the leather and kink communities for the purposes of posterity. However, for the month of Pride, I would like to share with our audience some more topic-specific episodes. Now, if you subscribe to the Patreon and support the podcast monetarily, then you've already had access to the upcoming episodes for quite some time now. And if you aren't a Patreon member or don't know what that is, Patreon is an online platform where you can support the podcast for as little as $3 a month. This helps maintain the cost of keeping up the show, as well as helping to keep making it possible to hear these very important personal stories from individuals within the leather community. Patreon members gain early access to podcast episodes and exclusive access to other bonus material like what you're about to hear today. For today's bonus episode, we are bringing back to the show Queen Anna Algos, Miss Sanctuary Leather 2020. If you haven't heard Queen Anna's story just yet, make sure to go back and have a listen to episode 22, where we talk about the journey to becoming Miss Sanctuary Leather, as well as several of Queen Anna's favorite kinks and fetishes, one of them being the very taboo fetish known as fisting which also happens to be today's topic. So if you've ever been curious about what goes into fisting, then this is the episode for you. Keep in mind, we are not doctors, nor do we ever claim to be. If you are seeking actual medical advice, whether or not that be related to fisting, please consult your doctor or medical professional. We are only here to share our knowledge and personal experiences for fun and information's sake. With that said, let's sit back, relax, and get ready for some more Leather Talk. So just a heads up for our audience. If you are not a Patreon member, you will notice that there are some time specific things that we talk about here. So this episode was actually recorded at the beginning of the year in January 2021. So if you hear us talking about some world events happening around that time, know that that's because that's when this episode was recorded. Well, hello, everybody. This is Brandon, your Mr. Bullet Leather 2020. And welcome back for a new bonus episode with Queen Anna Algos. Hi, Queen Anna. Hi there, Brandon.
1: (laughs) How you doing? Pretty good. I'm excited about this topic. Me
0: too. Well, before we get ahead of ourselves, uh, for those of you who don't know who who Queen Anna Algos is, uh, would you mind introducing yourself, please?
1: Sure. My name is Queen Anna Algos. I am Miss Sanctuary 2020 slash 2021. Woo, COVID. And (laughs) I describe myself as an ethically polyamorous, sadomasochist, pro-dom, collared, submissive, top-heavy, black, pansexual, female switch.
0: (laughs) I love how you got that down pat now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, very cool. So today we are here to talk about a little something specific. Um, Well, do you want to say it or should I?
1: All right. I am calling our presentation Tight Fit Fisting 101.
0: (laughs) That's right. Fisting 101. And for those of you who don't know what fisting is, um, no need to Google. We'll tell you. It's when you put your fist in someone's butthole. <laughs> yeah, I, actually, don't Google it. You'll get some images you might not be ready for. <laughs> right, right, right. And I guess fisting, you can also fist a, a vagina as well. Was that right? Oh, yeah. All right. So we'll get into all of the, <laughs> the dark and dirty. But before we get into this topic, um, we have to talk about what's going on today. I woke up like an hour ago, totally elated. And the gayest I've ever been gayest being happiest. <laughs> I mean, we've had four years of our administration, and we woke up today to find out that Joe Biden is the projected a winner of the presidential race.
1: Yes. Oh, my goodness. Um, I woke up, I checked the news, and they were still counting. They're still counting. And it was actually a friend, one of my friends in Canada that sent me a message and was like, it's over. And I was like, what are you talking about? They're still counting. He's like, no, check the news. And they're like, he got Pennsylvania. They say he might have, he got Pennsylvania. And I was just like, oh, you're my president.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to those listeners who are are, are, um, supporters of Trump. I'm not, this is not a political podcast and, and the Leather Talk podcast does not have any official position on politics. So if you voted for Trump, great awesome, you know. But me personally, I'm just so excited to have uh, a fresh face. Well, for me, a fresh face in, in the White House. You know, Joe Biden was was vice president. But there has just been so many forms of oppression in the last four years. And whether or not you agree that it has anything to do with Trump, I think, you know, we can all just take a fresh breath right now, especially in, in the LGBTQ plus community.
1: Yes, this is such a big win for LGBT plus community, for POCs, it makes everyone breathe a little bit easier now. It's not going to be easy. You know, it's still going to be a road of struggles and difficulties. But, you know, it, this is helping people feel a little bit safer, at least feel a little bit safer.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think more, more importantly, I mean, whether, whether or not we get through all of the, I mean, there's so many hoops for, for issues to be solved, but just the integrity of the country. Yes, that is so important, the integrity of the country, and I think for so long, people have looked at America. I mean, I have some friends out of out of the country who are like, "Yeah, I kind of feel bad for the state of America right now, but you know we're we're gonna swing back so anyways, mm-hmm. here we are. so much for not being a political podcast <laughs> uh,
1: today's the exception <laughs>
0: <laughs> today's the exception i mean it's it's historic, it's monumental it's it, it's exciting, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, we'll leave that topic for now. <laughs> Let's get into fisting. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Yay. When, when did you first become acquainted with fisting and what makes you, I mean, I don't want to say we're experts or anything cause we're not medical professionals, but what qualifies you to talk about this subject particularly?
1: I feel like anal play was my first fetish i was all i've always been fascinated by anal play especially you know growing up in a super religious household you know you don't do anything with the bum don't touch the bum that's all that's where you poop don't nothing goes in it um Mm -hmm. but i was like i'm fascinated by it i want to know i want to (laughs) know
0: yeah yeah (laughs) so how long would you say you've been doing anal play
1: let's see uh what year is it it's okay it's 2020. I probably started back in 2010.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's kind of around the same time I started anal play as well. Um, I remember Googling, and, like, Google then, I don't know if you remember this, but you had to, like, or maybe it wasn't Google, but it was whatever search engine was out. Like at the time you had to put like plus signs. It was like anal plus sex plus like you had to like strategically search into the search bar. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And uh, it wasn't like intuitive like it is today. You can just type in anything. And I remember like seeing cartoon drawing pictures of like how to insert a dildo fingers into your butthole. (laughs) and i remember having so many questions and wondering like was well, this too big is this and i think that's why we're here today is i wonder how many people are out there who have never done anal play or maybe have done anal play but not to this extreme of fisting and are curious and want to learn more about how to do this safely
1: oh and actually thinking back on it i feel like i i would always like experiment on myself even when i was young like that was my i would say Almost like first sexual experience was like playing with my own bum, if that's allowed to say on here. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, looking back on, I was like, no, wait a minute, that was like my first like feeling, like, hey, mm-hmm. what is this? <laughs> and yeah. then um, and then you know, finally let go of some of my strict religious background, and was like, okay, let me start actually playing with myself and other people, and then back in. 2010, that's when I was just like, full on, like, all right, let's bring on the anal play.
0: <laughs> you know, it's funny too, because I and I was telling um, one of my friends this, um, not the other day, but I, we were talking earlier this year when we could meet in person. <laughs> I remembered saying like, I remember being in, you know, grade school or, or junior high, whenever you start going through, you know, puberty and everything. And I would start having, you know, the, quote unquote, wet dreams that everyone mm-hmm. has. And um, I remember having dreams of being anally penetrated by another man, like in my dreams. And I'd never seen porn. I didn't even know gay was like a thing at the time. So I don't know what was going in my head, but I was like, I was built to bottom. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, what qualifies you as a good fister, not to put you on the spot or anything? <laughs>
1: Ooh, what a tight question. Um, (laughs) I do have some uh, medical background and science background. My major is actually in biology. I am a certified phlebotomist. I am actually working on my medical assistant certification and administration degree. And I have been practicing anal play and fisting for over a decade. And I have researched, I do, I study up on the anatomy of the body. So anal play is near and dear to my heart. <laughs> <laughs> so this is very important to me. And I love helping people feel comfortable about anal play, especially with couples and, you know, maybe um, heterosexual males and other people that may have come from conservative backgrounds where it was play was so looked down upon. And so this is, uh, it's, I, I love anal play and I love helping people understand that, hey, it's okay to like such a taboo thing and, and it's and you know, just helping people have fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I don't have any medical background and, and I think I said this before on the podcast and I'll say it you know, a second or third time to our listeners. We are not doctors, we're not licensed medical professionals, but the experience that we do have, and especially Anna with your science background and everything, um, you know, we we do have a lot of experiences and knowledge that we would like to pass off to other people to maybe not go through all of the trial and error steps that we have gone through on our own.
1: (laughs) So yes, just to clarify, we are not doctors, we are not medical professionals we are just people that like to do the sexy things.
0: (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about what
1: fisting is exactly. Okay, so what is fisting? So the definition really is the insertion of a hand into an orifice up to the wrist. And so what's an orifice that can be your mouth that can be a vagina that can be your
0: anus. And oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> and sometimes So, I mean, for those people that can put their whole fist in their mouth, does that technically count as fisting? I guess they're fisting <laughs> themselves. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever floats your vote, no kink shaming. <laughs> <laughs> so how in the world are you supposed to get a whole fist into that tiny butthole? Well,
1: you better be doing some warm up and so there's a couple of things. So when it comes to anal warm up, there's anal training and there's anal stretching. Mm -hmm. So anal training, you know, you might use a butt plug an hour or two or the day before you're going to do some anal play with someone. But then there's anal stretching to where you practice using bigger sizes over time to stretch your ass out a little bit, your, your anus, all that down there, your rectum, there's a lot of muscles. And so you mm-hmm. train it to stretch out a little bit further. And so, but also know that with this training, Your ass is not going to be a gaping tunnel forever. It will stretch back and close.
0: So Okay. So I think that's the main question that we all have is like, is it going to go back? Like, because I like my butthole pretty (laughs) and I want it to stay that way. But, you know, it's so interesting because, you know, I I am a bottom mostly Mm -hmm. and I do have different size toys and, you know, it, I think it's a misconception that, you know, once you use a bigger toy, that your butt's never going to go back. And I think it really what it is, right, is that your muscles are used to relaxing to that size of a toy or size of a hand that you've done multiple times in the past. And your body kind of learns to adjust to that size.
1: Right. It's just like if you were to stress stretch any other muscle you can still put it back into a regular position you know some people are able to do the splits but they're able to close their legs again and walk normally so it's that's kind of mm. equivalent to your to your to your, your ass it's going to close back up and it's not going to just stay open but it will be able to you know take things a little bit easier over time and you know sometimes your body changes, maybe you your, you know, just your physiology changes. And so one day anal play might be easier than another day. And so you just need to accept that too.
0: Okay, okay. Now is this for everybody? I mean, maybe we're jumping into that too quickly. But you know, for those people who like want to fist, and um, like, is it for everyone? Can everybody do this? Well, I'm
1: going to have to say no, because sometimes you might have a medical condition that can prevent that from happening. So there's the fister and the fisty. And so sometimes the person that's bottoming, they can't take it because maybe they have some kind of condition. Maybe they have hemorrhoids that are so severe that, you know, they can't take anything too much pressure down there, or you know, maybe they had some kind of cancer issue or cysts so that affects what goes in that area. or the partner you're playing with maybe their fist is too big to go into your ass? That happens too sometimes. Mm,
0: mm, that's right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think it was I think it was Butch Romero that came on the show and he said, you know, a lot of people like to start with me fisting as you know he's a fisting top he's like because I have what they call starter pack hands oh, <laughs> small <that's adorable. laughs> and I was like well that's, that sounds about accurate I mean like <laughs> <laughs> I like that so you know before we kind of go into like all of the ins and outs of it you know pun intended <laughs> um <laughs> Why would somebody want to do this? Like, what kind of pleasure is someone going to get out of putting something this big and a hole that small?
1: Well, for some people, it is a little bit of fear play because it's just like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? But they get curious about it. They want to see if they can do it. Some people enjoy the pressure that's from it because the muscles are so tight. You feel the sphincters and you have this ring you're trying to get past. And they're just like, yes, yes, I can take it. Mm. I want to do it. I can do this. And then for other people, it's about the intimacy and trust between their partner, because a lot can go wrong very quickly when it comes Mm. to anal play. And so some people, they do this with people they trust because it helps them build uh, intimacy and get closer to others.
0: Got it. Got it. Now, you know, there's, you know, there's kind of, I mean, I guess we're going to oversimplify it. There's, like really like two types of fisting the kind of fisting that opens you up wide like people that want to get that wideness Mm -hmm. like the girthiness of it and then there's like deep fisting like i've seen fisting up to the shoulder before Mm -hmm. and i couldn't believe it i'm like this isn't real give me a break (laughs) it's real it's real it's real yeah
1: (laughs) you're basically going into somebody's intestines that's what
0: you're doing right all right so let's go into like the ins and outs of this finally okay so before we get into putting anything on our butt, how do we begin to get ourselves clean?
1: So for some people, they like to do enemas or they will watch what they eat. So hmm. maybe you're going to um, not eat so much gassy foods, you're not gonna eat so, so much spicy foods, fruits and vegetables, because those types of things help move things out of your body. And you don't want to be like, oh, I got a fisting appointment. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna eat a bunch of corn and spinach. You're going to be gassy. You're going to be smelly. Like, no, (laughs) you need to make sure (laughs) that you're eating things that will not interfere with this. And then some people, you know, they don't care. They're just like, you know what, I'm dealing with an asshole. Asshole things are going to happen. You know, it's going to be some poop. It's going to be some gas. It's going to be a little messy. have a towel down. Mm -hmm. If you are Mm going to do an enema, do not use tap water or the saline solutions because the saline solutions will affect your pH and really mess up your body. The tap water is not clean and will have germs and bacteria in it. And so you're just putting that in your body and that's not good. Another thing that the tap water and saline solutions can do they can increase your chances of getting hemorrhoids and you don't want hemorrhoids. If you want to do anal play, you don't want hemorrhoids. So just use bottled water and make sure that it's not too cold or too hot, or you will put your body into shock. And that's not fun either.
0: Well, it's so interesting that you say that now that I think back, you know, for the longest time I was, I was, um, you know, not for fisting necessarily, but for bottoming preparing with the old school, you know, bulb douches where Mm -hmm. i just fill it up with tap water or i go to the store and buy the fleet enema the saline solution and every single time i would have like a little bit of cramping for like several hours after and i'm like it's just water it's just saline solution what's so but there's something like very stripping about it isn't there
1: yeah yeah it's it's affecting your body and you don't want to do an enema right before you do any type of anal play too you need to do this um, a few hours before, so your body can kind of like calm down from being washed out so heavily.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I do want to do like one little plug here. This is not sponsored, by the way, <laughs> but, but I did find this. I did find this incredible product. At least you know from my own experience, um, <clears throat> it's called uh, Future Method by Dr. Goldstein. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there's enough of. It, you know, enough of the product in there to really get in deep for like fisting or anything. But for bottoming, it's like the only solution that I found that is um really made for like your your asshole, like to to flush it out in a very calming, gentle way. And he sort of describes the cell walls of your um like the inside of your anus as sort of like a grape. And he's like, you know, that's very fragile. Like it could be squished. It could be abrased. And like you really need something, some kind of gentle cleanser. So he he kind of not invented, but, you know, concocted, I guess, this natural cleanser that it's the only thing that has never made my my stomach hurts. So it's something to look into. I don't know too much behind the science behind it. I don't know if you've heard of it before. But I would I would look into it if if, you know, um, there are people out there who kind of want something, you know, a little special to put in their butt.
1: nice, it's something they don't have to make or to to go get a separate bottle. So that's kind of nice. Another thing too, is to remember to shower or take a bath too before you go play with someone. Um, some people will just stand in the tub and do an enema and I'm just like, no, you still got a shower too while you're in there. Um, so please don't forget that. Cause I had to tell a lot of people before, like you need to take a shower before you see me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of the shower, what about those shower hoses that are like a foot long? And like, what about those?
1: Um, It's kind of the same thing. You don't want to use the tap water. I know it's convenient. I know it's convenient people, but you want to use cleaner water than that. Um, And also Mm -hmm. you still need to abide by don't play right afterwards because it's going to feel very sensitive and raw. I mean, some people like that, but (laughs) if you want Mm -hmm. it it to be a little bit more enjoyable, a little bit pleasant and more softer than than that raw feeling, then you want to wait a few hours before you go into anal play. But yeah, there's nothing wrong with having those kind of the the grandma enema bottles that you always see hung up in the bathroom. Those are fine to use. Just be careful. Make sure you get the right attachments too, and make sure you know how to close it properly. Because some people will fill it up and forget to close it, and then water is just spilling out of it everywhere. So
0: just know your bottle kit. So when when it comes, like, let's say we're going, like, I'm I want to go out and get fisted mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I don't have a partner in mind. You know, you, you can flag left and right with your red flag, mm-hmm. red hanky. Is it smart to meet someone necessarily at the bar and just get into like a fisting situation with that person? <laughs> or like, how do you go about finding a good partner?
1: You know, that's just an anal hookup. And that's up to you about if you're going to do that. And you just need to be aware of the consequences of that it might be the best experience ever it might be the most painful experience ever it might their fist might not go in um, so also be aware that there might be some poop because you didn't clean yourself but I tell people you're dealing with somebody's ass it's gonna have a smell it's there's gonna be some poop just get over it people
0: and <laughs> one of my friends told me you play in the mud you're gonna get dirty <laughs> exactly exactly the, the first time that I experienced, you know, myself being dirty, um, I was so embarrassed because I thought I cleaned out. Like, I really did. And I really liked this guy. This is, I think I was like 21 or something. Luckily, he had a condom on, so it was easy to just pull the condom off mm-hmm. and throw that away. But I was so embarrassed. And he, he didn't say anything. He just cleaned it off. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And he he just said, you know what? We're both adults. Yeah, it's fine. And we just kept going. I'm like, Wow you know that made me feel better and it didn't kill the mood mm-hmm. as much as you know it, it could have so
1: exactly don't yeah. shame each other if you know you see some shit happens Shit happens so don't shame people another thing too if you can Um, Have some type of towel down, um, puppy mat or something to catch the juices that are going to come out because you're going to have some spillage. Something's going to come out. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not poop, you're going to have mucus. You're going to have lube if you're using lube or spit or whatever, because it's going to get messy. So make sure you don't ruin your good bed sheets.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, we talked about anal stretching and anal training Mm -hmm. now. I'm curious, uh, how long can we leave a butt plug in? Like, let's say I know that by the end of today, I have two guys coming over or whatever, and they're both going to take turns fisting me. It's going to be a whole fisting extravaganza. And I want to make sure that I'm nice and ready. Can I wear a butt plug the whole entire day? Or should I, is that not good for your ass? Or, you know, how long can you really be having that anal stretching?
1: Well from my research I read that you really shouldn't leave a butt plug in for more than 2 or 3 hours and this and it makes sense and this is why. Okay so the the vagina produces mucus produces like a liquid it's wet down there. Your ass is not producing a lot a lot of mucus so it dries out. So after 2 mm. or 3 hours that butt plug is going to be stuck in this dry environment and it's going to hurt trying to take it out. Um, I've had a horror story where the submissive told me he was with this dom, the dom made him wear a butt plug all day while he was at work and um, he got home from work, tried to take it out and he was like, I couldn't. He was like, I had to go to the emergency room and have them take Mm. it out. So just be careful when you're doing extended periods of time with wearing a butt plug um and even when you do put the butt plug in please put lube on it so it goes in easier and it's a little bit more it's it's lubricated when you put it in
0: okay so you know let's talk about lube but what kinds of lube are there for fisting does it matter what you use or how much of it all right so a little bit of lube
1: 101 so Um, There are a lot of different lubes, but there's three main kinds. There's the water-based, there's hybrid, and there's silicone-based. And yes, you have all your flavors. Joe Brand, I think, has at least 30 different flavors from cheesecake to creme brulee. But (laughs) for the most part, the three main ones that people talk about are water-based, hybrid, and silicone. Now, most of our toys are silicone toys and you want to use water and hybrid lube for those. Because if you were to use silicone lube on silicone toys, you're going to ruin your toys. It kind of burns the toy and you don't want that. We spend good money on our toys and we don't need to have some liquid destroy our good stuff. When it comes to fisting, um, if we're just using our hand, you can use silicone lube because you're just it's body-body contact and that's going to be all right silicone lube it's a little bit thicker it won't dry out as fast as water-based or hybrid so if you're doing fisting you're going to be doing it for a long time then i suggest getting silicone lube but make sure if you're going to use a toy anytime that moment that you guys are doing anal play that you Um, I would even suggest if you're going to use toys, then just keep with the hybrid and the water base. And so I just tell people just have plenty of hybrid lube available. So that way you don't have to be worried. Like, is this silicone? Is this water? Is this hybrid? Just always just have hybrid. So you're, there's, you're not going to ruin
0: anything. So off the top of your head, what, what is your favorite kind of lube to use i mean if you're going to go into a fisting situation so
1: i like joe brand um they have a lot of good lubes they even have some anal pacific lubes and then if you're vegan Wicked brand is really good too um and for those that you know every once in a while you go down on someone and you you forgot they had lube on them and you taste it um they don't taste as bad either so there you okay. go.
0: and I, I do want to put out like a little disclaimer, just from my own personal experience. Um, your body will react to different um, concoctions or different different um, mixtures, you know, of, of lubes differently. I always thought, oh, whatever, lube is lube is lube. And one day, um, you know, not to knock Wicked or anything, but I went to the sex store, and they're like, oh, this is like the best for anal play. Get this Wicked. I'm like, great, mm-hmm. got it. And I tried it, and I was like, you know, my like my ass kind of burns like a little bit. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I maybe I just went too fast with the toy. And then later on, I decided, well, I'm going to use this to masturbate with. And my dick was so red Aww. and raw right after. And I was like, okay, there's something in this lube that my skin is just reacting to. Uh, so I would say, you know. you should test out a couple lubes before you're gonna like really put it all inside of your body (laughs) yes Um, (laughs) because you know you don't want to have a bad reaction you know the best thing to do is like maybe give it a chance give it a shot masturbate with it yeah if your skin seems to get along with it then go ahead with that you know yeah
1: that's really good advice because i know i tried the ky female um lube and i was like hey it's ky nothing can go wrong and i was like why am i burning (laughs) (laughs)
0: right right. i've used things that say sensitive skin on them and my my skin will react to it i'm like what the heck
1: (laughs) oh another thing too if you're allergic to certain things and you are going to buy a lube make sure that that ingredient is not a part of the lube you're getting because sometimes Mm -hmm. someone might be allergic to coconut and then they some lubes will have coconut in it. So you need to be aware of that of just looking at the back of the bottle to see if they have anything that you might be allergic to.
0: What about the old school Crisco? I mean, that's like (laughs) the original.
1: (laughs) Oh my goodness. If you follow me on FetLife, there is a picture of my arm in someone's ass with a bucket of Crisco on his back um so <laughs> can we get that for the patreon <laughs> <laughs> yes so i have used crisco and it's amazing um okay so it's great for i would say anal fisting do not use it in someone's vagina
0: <laughs> oh why is that
1: um because the vagina is a little bit more sensitive than the anus and so you don't want to throw off the pH down there and cause any type of infections. It's very easy to give um, to cause um, yeast infections, and all types Mm. of things down there. So we don't want to hurt the
0: little lady. (laughs) It's, um, I, 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 I can't say I know much about the vagina. But from what I understand, the vagina kind of has like its own like ecosystem, I guess you could say? Is that right? Yep.
1: That's pretty much to put it. Yeah, ecosystem, cleaning system. So yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Cool. So Crisco Disco.
1: That's good <laughs> yes. too. I like to call it Frisco. <laughs> a fisting where
0: <work> Crisco. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, I made that into a uh, fetish
0: on Fat Life
1: Frisco. <laughs>
0: nice. Nice. I love that. Um, okay. So what about? Gloves, because I know we talked about toys being like deteriorated a little bit because of your choice of lube. Does it matter what type of gloves you use if you choose to use gloves? Are there special fisting gloves?
1: So (laughs) some people will buy um, the opera gloves, the opera latex gloves that go all the way up your arm. So those are good to use. if, um, And you can find those on like Amazon or at Stockroom, different stores like that. You can just Google those and find those you can Mm -hmm. buy the latex gloves or the neoprene but a thing to watch out for is that a lot of gloves that we buy in the boxes will still have a little bit of texture at the end on the fingertips so even if you can't see it there's still texture there and some people are really sensitive and can feel it it's really crazy so a way to get behind that is i know it's like double work but You can buy the finger band aids or finger cots, those coverings that cover the fingers, and use Mm -hmm. those to go into someone's ass. So that's another way to get around the texture on the gloves. But you might as well just buy the opera length gloves, just so you're ready for some fun.
0: And I imagine some people have a latex allergy, so to maybe watch out for the material that you use.
1: Yeah, so you you can get um, vegan gloves. Or some people just even use they have <laughs> um some people have leather anal gloves but again you want to make sure oh. you take care of your leather um because then they'll soak up all the juices
0: <laughs> i was gonna say like you would probably really have to sanitize that after because it's porous yeah, right super so- porous,
1: but i've seen some people okay. with leather gloves doing some anal play. I'm just like oh those poor
0: gloves <laughs> i bet those are so expensive too really so what about just using your bare hand i mean i think most of the fisting that i've seen has been with a bare hand is that something to avoid or is that okay too that's just something you should discuss
1: between the people you're playing with because for the person that's doing the fisting you have to look at your hand do you have any open cuts how are your nails because the the anus and the rectal lining is very it's it's kind of thin it's easy to tear um but it does stretch but at the same Mm. time you can tear it with your nails and so then that can cause some scratches that can cause some bleeding you want to make sure too that you don't have any scratches on you because if you're going in someone's ass you're going to pick up any of the generous bacteria that's down there and that's going to go in you.
0: Mm. Would it be accurate to compare like the anal area as like a rubber band? Like if you stretch it too fast, it can break. But if you stretch it slowly, it can open up kind of thing.
1: Hmm. Um, I don't know if I'd say that because for some people it just, it's not going to stretch unless it's like one of those, it's like a thick rubber band that it might be like, okay, this is how far I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go today. And then it's like it's like a sassy rubber band. It's like, oh, you want to do something today? Mm, maybe.
0: <laughs> uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm like, what the heck? I did this dildo three days ago. Why isn't it going in today? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, it's a sassy
0: rubber band. Like, mm,
1: let me think about that.
0: <laughs> okay, so let's talk about a little bit about how we would approach being fisted. Let's say- Anna, you're going to fist me for the first time. Can you walk me through, you know, I've done my cleaning, we've picked out our lube, you have your special gloves, you're going to fist me. This is hypothetical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> Next episode,
0: live. Next, uh, yeah, next live stream. on <laughs> So walk me through some of what you would be doing with someone who's like brand new to this.
1: Well, before we would even get down to the fisting, I would have you do some, some anal training because some people are just like, all oh, right, I really want to do anal. So can you just fist me first time? Let's go. I'm just like, no, you're going to have to uh, train a little bit for a few weeks and then we're going to do some stretches oh. on you. And then I'm going to ask you if you have any type of, any anal medical conditions. So I want to know if you have any hemorrhoids, have you ever had um, colorectal cancer, anything down there that might affect us playing. Um, Oh, another thing when it comes to lube too, I really don't recommend the numbing lubes because if anything does happen down there, you won't be able to feel it because your whole ass is numb. So be careful using the numbing lubes. I know some people want to numb their area so they can get fisted. I don't have to worry about the pain, but if anything happens, you're not going to feel it till the numbing solutions wear off. So be careful using those. But yeah, so I would negotiate with them about their medical history, make sure that they're training and stretching, and then I'll tell them things that can go wrong. We would go over like, Hey, you know, you might do this training for a while, and we'll get to the day where we say we're going to do fisting, and it still might not work, or um, you know they say that they did an enema and will and they'll still be dirty, or I'll say hey you I got my fist in take it out there might be a prolapse anus that might happen so I just kind of warn them the good and the bad.
0: So when you when you start fisting, um, like do you just go like one finger at a time, like super slowly, and keep adding lube, or is there like a real science to it?
1: Um, it's about it's, it really depends on what kind of mood you want. So are you going to be rough? Is this just a quick? I'm just going to go in and get out, you know. But you usually want to start with, you know, put your couple of fingers in, and then you're trying to, you know, get past all your knuckles, and then you push past the sphincters. And then your hand is gone. (laughs) and Then you just keep reaching and reaching and getting all up in those intestines.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, hold up. Well, let's take a step back for a second.
1: (laughs) Sphincters plural. All right, so let's go over some anal anatomy. So The muscles in the anus are called sphincters. So you have two um, sphincters down there. There's the external sphincter and the internal sphincter. Now, the actual anus is only about three inches long. And then you have the rectum, which is five inches long. And this is usually where most people, that's where most of the fist goes to. You're going past the anus and you're in the rectum. And when you see people that are, you know, all the way up shoulder to ass, (laughs) they're entering the colon, which is also the another name for the large intestine. So your large intestine can be about up to five feet long. And so you're really getting up there when you see someone that is, you know, shoulder to to someone's ass because they're gone past the anus, they're gone past the rectum. Now they're in your large intestine. And so you Mm. feel that tube area, yeah, that's you're you're going all up in the digestive system. And so you have the external sphincter and that's voluntary. And that one is kind of cool because that's the one that you can kind of control. So this is the muscle, the sphincter that helps keep the ass closed. And so this is the one you don't have to worry about um, staying open because it's made to close. It's actually made to prevent things from going in the ass. So this is the one that's Mm -hmm. gonna cause you the most pressure. And then it's also it's the one that closes and opens so it's also it's other purpose too is to help get your poop out and then the internal sphincter that's circular so that's that you know you might feel like oh this is is this bone what am i feeling that's that circular sphincter that's the involuntary smooth muscle one so that one we don't have control over so this is the one that you're trying to stretch out really when you're doing your your anal training and your anal stretching because you're trying to train it to stretch and open a little bit more and so let's say one day anal play was good the next day it was tight yeah because your internal sphincter was like what the fuck you doing today not going to happen rubber band said no
0: i see i see okay so i mean then i'm just trying to imagine Cause I know the intestines are like miles long, but they're like all coiled up in there mm-hmm. when you're when someone's in there to their arm. Do they have to like essentially straighten out the intestines? <laughs> they're like, how does that work? They're
1: not really straightening out or turning or anything like that. Um, but they're really, they're just following the tube. You're basically from your mouth to your ass
0: It's a tube. (laughs) So you're just pushing through. Got it. So do you kind of have to be sensitive to feel like where this particular... I guess everybody's intestines probably are a little bit different, like the pathways and stuff. So do you have to kind of be sensitive to feeling where those are and let it guide you?
1: Um, A little bit. You can kind of feel a little bit of a change, but it it won't be that significant but you'll be able to be like okay well past my fingers that's like you know a couple of inches so i'm past the anus if i go past my hand and it's my wrist okay we're in the rectum if you keep going up your arm you're definitely in the large intestine
0: got it how interesting! Well, I'll need to try this at some point before, like, I die. Are you gonna like put measuring marks on your arm? Like, okay, one inch, I'm inch. put it all Measuring marks on my stomach, <laughs> and then, <laughs> then you'll tap. Yeah. Uh, and inside. Uh, yes, have them wave at you. Have you? Yes, have you seen that before? Yes, I the, love it. So much... <laughs> I freaked out the first time I saw it because I thought it was like an alien or something coming out of you know, like one of those alien movies. And I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna like the hand's gonna come through his stomach. (laughs) That's my favorite porn. It's
1: like when you can see like a penis in someone's stomach, or you can see like the hand, like the like tapping on the stomach. I'm just like, oh my god, this is great.
0: (laughs) Oh gosh, I know. Like part of it, part of it, like at first made me like a little squeamish, but then I was like, that's kind (laughs) of (laughs) hot. Yes. It's always like that the first time. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay. So let's talk a little bit about the length of uh, the duration of time. Like how long can we expect to have like a good fisting session? Like, is it, a, is it a hit it and quit it kind of thing? Is it like an all day thing? What's the duration like?
1: Let's see. I guess it really depends on, you know, the dynamic of who you're playing with because, Maybe you want to keep going for a long time. Maybe you're just trying to do this in the back of the bar and get it done and say, yeah, I did it. <laughs> um, but mm. you just want to make sure that you read each other's body language and that if you can have lube, so you don't dry out very quickly. So, you know, if you're pushed, you're thrusting, you know, maybe pour some lube on your arm and stuff as it's going in and out just to keep it from
0: drying out. So how often are you reapplying the lube? Is it fairly consistent? Or is it just like once in the middle, once at the beginning, once at the end kind um, of thing?
1: You should be applying lube as often as you can. And there's even, they even sell like lube shooters to where you can pump lube into someone's ass just before you play. So there's kind of already lube there. Mm-hmm. So those are fun and um,
0: easy to use. Cool, cool. So, you know, I also want to ask about poppers and I'm not a big poppers fan. Every poppers I've tried and everyone's like, you've tried the wrong ones. I've tried so many. (laughs) I I always get a little headache or something that lasts for like 40. I just, they're just not my thing. But um, are poppers something that can help us like open up and relax? And is that safer than using like, for example, the desensitizing um, lube? for
1: example. Let's see. Well, poppers there's so many different types of poppers too. So, it really it's kind of like the same thing with lube, you know, some lubes we <clears throat> won't react to or some lubes work better than others depending on our body chemistry. So, with poppers mm-hmm. for for the most part they will help relax your muscles to kind of open up and be more receptive to what you're about to do, but you just need to be safe, make sure you use them correctly. And, um but also make sure that you get consent with giving someone poppers. So don't just mm-hmm. meet someone and be like, "Hey, sniff this," <laughs> and you know they're like, "What happened?"
0: <laughs> right? Because that could be anything. If yeah. it's somebody that you don't know, you know, mm-hmm. it could be chloroform.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah.
0: So, not to scare the audience or anything, just because. Oh, wait, we have scared them yet. Yeah, wait
1: till to- we'll
0: get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Oh goodness. Okay. Uh, now, hmm. <laughs> how do I put this lightly? Uh, so, what kind of risks are we looking at here? Let's say you are elbow deep in somebody. You're up in their intestines. Like, is there a chance to like rupture an intestine? Yes. You can. You can do some damage. You can tear
1: someone. Um, depending on you know, do you have nails? How are you, are you grabbing anything when you're thrusting? Are you pulling at things? If you're using, if you're getting two hands in there, you know, you just got to be careful that you're not grabbing anything or tearing anything because it is possible. Another scary Mm. thing to think about, um, this is, this is the part where people are probably going to get scared.
0: (laughs) Um, bear with us, (laughs) audience, bear with us.
1: (laughs) Um, yes, you can get, a fist stuck in someone because Mm. you can have tetanus happen where the sphincters just lock up and won't let you out. So that's a situation that can happen or maybe your body wasn't ready to be fisted, but you still pushed past and now you can't get out and those sphincters are not opening up. So I would suggest make sure that when you do this, you have a phone nearby because things can happen.
0: So I would imagine then you would probably want to warm up to deep intestine fisting, like maybe have several sessions where you're kind of opening up little by little Mm -hmm. and getting deeper and deeper or wider or whatever it be. Yes. And another thing to
1: be aware of too, is that even if you don't go all the way up to Super deep in the colon, large intestine, you still have a chance of scratching someone. And so you mm-hmm. might see uh, when you come out a little bit of blood with the mucus and the lube. So don't be frightened by that. Sometimes that happens. You know, sometimes even when people have vaginal penetration, you might see a little blood. Or sometimes males, when they come, they might see a little bit of blood. That, and that happens too. Like maybe. Um, it was a very heavy sex scene. there's and you strained yourself and you popped a blood vessel. That does happen, and so a little bit of blood will come
0: out. So I guess that was gonna be my next question is how do you know when to stop? You know, let's say you're not quite there yet. You're not quite where you wanted to be, but then you notice that there's blood. Is that a good time to maybe take a break or is it kind of okay to push through? Um,
1: It depends on the amount of blood. If you just see a little bit, then if you're okay, then you can keep going. But that's really up to the partner, people playing, and how much blood is happening.
0: Okay. So I just can't. I I have a huge blood, like, not phobia. I don't know. I can't even go to the doctor and get the needle in my arm because I see the blood. And it freaks me out. So, you know, I was watching this porn the other day. This guy was fisting. I'm like, yeah, that's great. Like, awesome. He's <laughs> fisting and I'm like, I'm hard. All of a sudden, this guy's like bleeding on his hand and you could see the blood coming out. And I'm like, <gasps> yeah. and they keep going. And I had to stop watching because I was getting like faintish because the blood. <laughs> But it's just like, I don't even, as soon as I see blood, even if it's just like a small dildo or something like, nope, done, can't, not going any further. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So really what you're saying
1: is just like, listen to your body. Listen to your body, listen to your partners. And if you feel like there's something wrong, then you probably should stop. But usually, Mm -hmm. you know, you'll know when to stop because maybe you'll start to get tired or worn out and someone can only, you know pump and thrust for so long before they are just like all right this workout is done
0: <laughs> right right exactly L- okay let's talk about uh people that have underlying conditions mm-hmm. um people that are prone to having hemorrhoids or maybe they have cysts that they're unaware of can those people still be fisted they can still be
1: fisted um okay so here's how i'll put this a lot of partners discover illnesses on each other from sexual play. So sometimes it's almost good when people do these types of plays cause they'll be like, hey honey, you got a bump down here. <laughs> and so you can get mm-hmm. that address. So that happens. But if you know you have hemorrhoids or cysts or a history of anal bleeding or you have fissures down there, then you can kinda, it depends on your body. like. Um, Some people with hemorrhoids, they have good days and then they just have really, really shitty days. And so you just have to listen to your body and know that, okay, this is a day to get fisted. It's not a no, it's just you need to listen to your body and your body will let you know when it's okay to do these things and to definitely, definitely use lube. And you probably will have a little bit of blood too because sometimes sometimes hemorrhoids pop and sometimes little cysts pop and mm. you'll have a little bit of blood. So there's a lot of things to be aware of. And if you do have cysts hemorrhoids or bleeding or anything like that, please tell your partner. So it's not a surprise when they pull their fist out and it's
0: covered in blood. So,
1: <laughs> you know, cause they're going to be like, Oh my yeah. God, I killed
0: you. I hurt you. I, I really talked yeah. about tearing it up, but he but you didn't mean actually tearing it up. <laughs> right? <laughs> I see. I see. Okay. Okay, so let's talk about the fun part now. <laughs> um, the prolapsed anus. What is that? And how do we get that? And can everybody get that?
1: All right. So, prolapse means fallen out of its normal place, fallen out of its normal position. And so anal rectal prolapse is about your rectum falling outside of your anus. And there's three types of anal prolapse. You can call it anal prolapse or rectal prolapse. So one type we hear about is where the entire rectum is out. And that's where, where you have that picture of you just see the red ball and it's just outside and on someone's ass.
0: Yeah, it's like a, it's like a softball size right. or, or even larger sometimes. Yeah.
1: Um, and then there's partial prolapse to where there's just a little bit of the lining that is peeking out and then there's rectal drop and that's where it's a little bit loose in the ass where it just feels like a little bit off, but it hasn't come out yet. And you can get rectal prolapse from just having a heavy bowel movement or if you had some type of anal or hip injury. So This could occur, you know, you've done some fisting or you've done some pegging and um, it gets loosened and it comes out. This also happens with old age as our muscles and cells lose their elasticity and lose the stretch and lose that power to just kind of stay tight and so it comes out if you have a nerve disease maybe you have nerve damage that affects the muscles ability to loosen and tighten and so it kind of has its moment where it has lost the ability to kind of stay connected and stay up and so it has fallen out but usually Mm. the rectal lining will go back in on its own or with a nice push and you can be fine but sometimes it's so serious you might need surgery and for some people you know it doesn't feel painful but for some people it will be painful you might see some blood you might see some poop and there might be some mucus but for the most part when people are fisting or doing anal play it's not a very serious situation for most people and they can just pop it right back in but for some people it can be bad and they will need to go see a doctor. So if you're one of those people where you have to put it back, where you just it goes back in on its own, or you pushed it in, you just have to watch yourself and be like, okay, how how do I feel? Am I having good bowel movements right now? And be careful too. We always say don't strain when you have to do number two because you can get you can get hemorrhoids from straining too much when you're having a bowel movement. You can get you can make yourself have a prolapse anus. So you don't want to do that.
0: So, you know, I know that prolapse is something that, you know, a lot of people are interested in being able to do. I, I know one guy that I talked to and he's like, oh, I get fisted and fisted and I still can't prolapse. Oh, I'm so upset. So like, is this something that's either like necessarily healthy or unhealthy to to have? If this is something that you want, like, is this a, a goal, I guess? Because you mentioned, you know, some people might have to have surgery to correct it. I mean... Is this something to make a goal for?
1: Well, I will say just because you're into A-play, it doesn't mean that you have to be able to prolapse. But if Mm -hmm. you are going to go to this extreme, you need to know your risk and you need to let the people you play with know that you're into this. Because believe me, it'd it'd be a scary situation if you're fisting someone and you're just like, ha, my rectum's out, you know? (laughs) You need to tell them that you're into that because I would probably be like, holy shit, calling 911 right now. (laughs)
0: because <laughs> I just I, I'm imagining like the rectum is not meant to be outside of your body
1: not really you know no no not not really <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> but I can imagine the the uh, appeal to going to that extreme you know uh, as long as you know you're going to be okay at the end of it is, is the thing
1: yeah I, it's, it's one of those things just know your risk and watch your body and just be safe with it
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now I, I know we've been talking kind of generally, I guess, about the the asshole or everything else inside, too. But is there a difference between female and male fisting, particularly... Let's talk about anal first, you know, because I know men, at least, we we do have a prostate in that area. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's one anatomically different, you know, piece to that. What what are some of the differences there?
1: Well, let's see here. Um, For the most part, the measurements... Are about the same. Um, it's the same length, you know, the two to three um, for the anus and uh, five inches for the rectum. And so when you talk about fisting for males, you know, we're talking about your ass. For females, that can be your ass or the vagina. And the vagina is very interesting because the vaginal canal is seven, it can, can be seven inches long. And then you hit the cervix, which is about 1 inch long. So when females get vaginally fisted, you're going into their vagina and that's like 7 7 inches long. And so here you can hit a lot of good orgasm spots. There's the G spot and the A spot that not a lot of people talk about. So these are spots that are good for orgasm and squirting. For male anal fisting, you can hit the prostate and cause some nice prostate orgasms
0: okay and does that is that the same thing as a anal orgasm or yeah. is that different as far as i know i um
1: it is the same because if you're doing anything anally that's causing an orgasm then that's going to be an anal orgasm
0: okay it's been my goal to like figure out my body for the longest time to have an anal orgasm because i've seen the videos where guys are like ah <laughs> like flip, flipping out as i'm getting fucked i'm like I'm Like, how do I do that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not even touching themselves. You know, they're just getting fucked. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, some guys can literally come just by getting fucked without even touching them, themselves yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's very erotic. It's very erotic. So, oh, aftercare. <laughs> Are we there yet? Are we at aftercare? <laughs> Talk about aftercare. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so a, not, a nice kind thing to do after you have fisted someone is to help them clean up. So I make sure that I have wipes nearby. And so I, you know, you, yeah, take your fist out. You know, you can either do it quickly or nicely, um, but I, you know, don't tear anything on the way out and you know, <laughs> just wipe their ass, wipe their, their cock and balls. Cause stuff have started drip, has dripped all over it. It's everywhere. And so just help them clean up. And if there is any type of shit, you know, don't, don't shame them. And yeah, just clean up. And you know, just like with aftercare, with Mm playing, you want to see, like, hey, do you need cuddles? Do you need tacos? Maybe you need a blowjob. You know, you just ask them what they need. Yeah, communication, talk about it, talk it out. Always negotiate your aftercare because some people want cuddles, some people don't want cuddles, some people just need to be like, don't touch me right now.
0: I would I, I you know I've never been like fisted like that extremely but mm-hmm. I could imagine just wanting to layer and like don't touch me
1: <laughs> yes usually I just have the person like I'm like you just sit here let me clean up for a little bit let me get you some water <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know we already talked about some of the misconceptions and myths are there any other kind of myths or misconceptions that we can kind of stamp out here for people
1: Let's see, um, A one that I get often is, is it always supposed to hurt? I've been with a partner and they told me it's supposed to hurt. Hmm. And um, it depends on what you mean by hurt. You know, you might have a little bit of pressure, but are you in agonizing, crying pain? (laughs) You know, Um, so it depends. Like it shouldn't be to the point where you're like fainting or crying, you will feel some pressure. Um, but it depends on how much training and stretching you have done.
0: Got it. Got it. So again, like listen to your body and I guess that, yeah, there is a difference between like tearing sensation, which, you know, I know what that feels like and the pressure sensation of being stretched. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, I, I, I actually like the the feeling of being stretched. You know, I have like a really long dildo and like sometimes I can get all the way in, but I'm really more interested in being stretched out, like the girthiness, you know? Yeah. That's what really gets me. But I can totally tell when like it's a tearing sensation, like micro tearing sensation, or like a real stretching sensation. So you really mm-hmm. have to kind of like, if you do enough training, I think you can be sensitive to figure out what those feelings are like for you. yeah. And what is this one here? Um, Anna, if you don't know Anna, she's incredibly organized. She made like a 72-page thing here. Oh, gosh. Uh, uh, She's going to write a book one day. I know it. Um, But... (laughs) will an ass always smell like ass? What does that mean? <laughs> Why didn't you put this one down here?
1: <laughs>
0: well, because some people will
1: go like, oh, oh my God, I took three showers and five enemas and my ass still smells like an ass. And I was like, yeah, because you wash washing an ass. So <laughs> okay. you can try to mask it as much as you can, but you... Will have a little bit of a faint smell of an ass, and I and it's I find it so adorable when people are just trying to like wash their natural scent away. But I'm just like, no, you have pheromones; they're going to come out. Mm -hmm. Your ass is always producing these gases, and you have a certain uh, biota down there that is going to create a smell. So, like I said, shit happens; smells happen.
0: Just be okay with it, you know, and. I don't know if I'm the only one like this, but I kind of like ass smell
1: (laughs) if I'm eating There's some people that do because people have different smells. And so, you know, know, getting to like these different ass smells, it's kind of gets you closer to your partner because
0: it's just like, oh, I smell you right now. I want it. (laughs) Right. I mean, it's one thing if it's like totally, I mean, for me, at least totally like, Dirty hasn't been washed in days. Like, you no, know, wash it, of course, but yeah, like just yeah. natural <laughs> smell. It is kind of a turn on because like you know you're mm-hmm. down there, you know. So yeah, we're not
1: saying don't shower after you shit. We're just saying <laughs> yeah. that you're gonna have a smell and um not to go too crazy trying to wash yourself raw.
0: Got it, got it. So uh, this might be a silly question, but I know there's people out there wanting to know, uh, can you get an STD from fisting?
1: Well, it depends on what you're doing. So if you have, let's say the person you're fisting has herpes Mm -hmm. and you use your hand without gloves and you get a cut somehow on your hand, while you are fisting someone, yeah, there's a chance you can you can transmit herpes to that person or something else um, because it got into the cut. And so what I tell people is when you play with someone, try to get their test results and know what they have. If someone mm-hmm. has something, don't kink shame them because a lot of people have some type of STI. And so you just need to be aware of what they have. and. Maybe you need to play a little bit differently. Maybe you do wear gloves, but you know, when someone has something and they want to play, you know, just be aware of your risk and maybe just kind of change the way you play. But yeah, you can transmit stuff because you can get cut, a cut mm-hmm. or something and rub up against it. It can get into your cut and it gets transmitted to you.
0: Got it. Got it. All right. Awesome. So, Anna, I think we've made it through your Bible of fisting uh, <laughs> that long, you guys. Uh, is there anything that that we haven't covered that we should before we go into our personal story time? Um, I can't think of anything. Yeah, just make sure you get
1: consent before you start fisting people. I know it's exciting, but make sure you negotiate <laughs> with the person and talk, you know, just talk it out. And sometimes I just always carry lube and gloves in my purse just so I'm always ready for play. Oh,
0: what? Wait a second. So people some people carry tapatillo, but I've never heard <laughs> people carrying Crisco and gloves in their purse. <laughs> you know, you know. Oh goodness. And what am I going to do with you? <laughs> She's always ready, you guys. So I'm always <laughs> ready. I'm so organized. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into some story time. Uh, well, I don't really have... I, I usually call this section, like, kinks gone wrong. Like, any funny story. I don't know if mine is very funny, but I will tell you about one of my more impromptu experiences about fisting. So this was fairly recent. It was um, the beginning of... COVID actually. And it, it was the last night the bar was going to be open. I wasn't going to go to the bar to the bullet. Um, Cause I was just like, it's a Sunday night. Like I don't typically go out Sunday nights. I have to work the next day usually. And then the mayor announced, Oh, we are going to close all the bars down by 12 midnight. And it was like nine o'clock. And I'm like, this might be my last chance in a long time. It turns out I was right. So I got in uh-huh. full weather went out there and i just went nuts i mean i just <laughs> i i drank a bunch i made out with whoever and whatever and just i pretty sure i drank from the tap from three different men at least that night <laughs> um, it was it was crazy and at this point i'm like i don't even care if i get arrested like i'm just going to go cuz i at that point i had enough drinks in my system and i was just like yolo <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I walk over to the bathhouse, uh, which is actually conveniently down the street from the bullet bar. Um, Cause I just really wanted to have sex and uh, I'm walking around. I'm the only one in like full on leather. <laughs> and I remember this was like the time too, when like the magazine just came out, the fight magazine with all of our title holders. Like we all had a picture there. Mm-hmm. And I'm not the person to like try to get attention from, that kind of like in that kind of way. I like the attention of being an ex- exhibitionist, but like somebody noticed me from the magazine. They're like, you're Mr. Bullet leather. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, no, no. Uh, that's not me. <laughs> like, you're like, try- darn it. I'm just trying to cruise. Like, <laughs> And, but of course, you know, I was like in full leather and anyways, I'm like, oh, there's not like, there was like five people there. Honestly, I was like, well, nothing really exciting here. I guess I'm just going to jerk off and go home. But then I checked my phone and there was someone on Grinder and he's like, "Hey, are you in the bathhouse?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm here in the bathhouse." And he's like, "Do you want to fist me?" <laughs> and I'm like, uh yes, but who are you?" <laughs> like, yes, I want to fist you. So you know, and I'm a bottom too, so I know like what bottoms typically have to go through and. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna go make sure, like, I clean my hands. I'm gonna wash them thoroughly. All this stuff. I'll give you mm-hmm. time to go and douche if you need to. And so, we met up like 30, 40 minutes later. I was just kind of cruising around and made sure I washed my hands thoroughly. And I went in there, and he was the nicest guy. We're actually still Aww. friends today. Um Aww. Yeah, he's really great. But he was, he was just like, he had everything prepared. He had like his mixture of J-lube off to the side, two of. <laughs> poppers and it was probably the hottest fisting experience that I had because nice. he was you know I, I think we we just clicked very well and I started you know with a couple fingers in and you know he was really good like after five minutes or so he I was full fist in and he was kind of guiding me and I thought this was like the the coolest thing where he would say oh like change the angle down a little bit or go like this. To, and he was kind of coaching me on what felt good to him. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times, like some tops can take that as like, like, I'm the top, I know better. Like, I, don't tell me what to do. But I actually like when I'm being talked to, because I want to know that I'm right giving, like, full pleasure to the other guy. Mm-hmm. Now, that's what gets me hard. And anyways, I was like rock hard this whole time. And then he goes, okay, it's time to close fist punch me, and this is something that we I don't think we've talked about yet. Uh, but close fist punching is where you close your fist, uh, put your thumb inside your fingers. Please don't put <laughs> it on the outside. <end>. That's <laughs> um, And you just go in for a full on punch mm-hmm. and let your hand kind of sink in. And so we started off with like two or three and then fisted him more, and then four or five. Eventually, he goes, okay, go to 20 and count out loud. We did 20 punches in a row. Yes, And I was like, fuck, yeah. And every time to hear his moans and his sighs, and it was so sexy. And then afterwards, I fucked him. Everybody watched, and it was sexy.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That sounds like a performance. I love it.
0: It was so hot. <laughs> and yeah, I, I remember coming home that day. And then I was like so sad though, because the the bar had officially closed. And my partner was like, What's wrong, babe? And I was like, the bar's closed. And, and Then I was like, and I drank three guys' piss and got my dick <laughs> fucked and fisted someone and fucked someone. And he's like, Well, that sounds like a good night. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. Oh my gosh. Anyways, that, that's my story. <laughs> I knew it was going to be amazing. It was a good one. Yeah, <laughs> one of my best memories. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so great. Okay, so we two, I see two here. Um, <laughs> a frozen cucumber appetizer. What is this a chapter from your life experience, Queen Anne?
1: <laughs> In a day of the life of a queen. Uh- <laughs> And what's really funny is this is the same person spread out over a couple of years. Um, So this person I played with, I met them off Tinder, and I thought it was a fake profile. So I swiped right anyway, and this guy was like, I am an extreme masochist, I can take a lot, and I'm really into fisting, and please can you just tear my ass up. And I was just like, whoa hi, my name is Anna. Um, <laughs> and so he was like, no, I'm real. And he like sent me a copy of his driver's license and passport. And I was oh like, hold God. up, dude, you're trying to get me to rob you, stop. Um, <laughs> so we met in public and then we met at his place and his whole house is kinked out. There's like spanking benches in his living room. Like this boy is down. <laughs> and so, at the time I had a garden and so I was like, all right, I need to test out your ass before I fist you. And so, I would bring over cucumbers and eggplants and squash and I would freeze them. And then I would put a condom over them and then I would fuck his ass with them. But he would be blindfolded and tied down and so I would have him guess what I'm using, which he never got right.
0: Sounds so like Hansel and Gretel, witch in the like (laughs) woods with her garden of magic (laughs) vegetables, the kinky garden, kinky
1: (laughs) garden. I'm the person at a grocery store looking at cucumbers, like, yep, he can fit this. (laughs) Okay, sorry, keep going. So yeah, I would freeze them, and so they're super hard, they're super cold, Um, but be careful using cold items because, like I said, you can shock the body. So we didn't do that for too long, Um, and so he could never guess what it was. And so every time he got it wrong, then I would just spank him super hard. But then um, we got to fisting, and so I was like, I'm going to use something crazy. And so I got a small jar of Crisco. And I just sent you the picture of my arm in his ass. <laughs> Hold on. Let me
0: take a look at this one second. Okay.
1: <laughs> and so, yeah. Wait. It was amazing. Just slathered. Oh, my, my God. Arm. Yeah. Wow. My hand. I gloved my hand. And I put Crisco all over his ass and just just went in. And we did that for a while. Probably, probably half an hour. And then we have a towel down. So it just catches all the juices and yeah, he's just moaning. His his ass is just up and I'm just taking it. And then I get on my knees, I'm just pushing it in, just like punching him on the inside. Be like, here you little puppet. Like it was fun. <laughs> it was great. So probably one of my uh, favorite Tinder dates.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Tinder works sometimes. You know, it's so funny because I can just imagine you coming home and mom being like, So how was your date, hon? Um, <laughs> Oh, your basic fisting <laughs> situation. Great date. <laughs> you know, it's just like, why are you taking all the vegetables? Oh,
1: don't worry. It's <laughs> it's it's going to a good use and you don't want them back.
0: <laughs> oh goodness. I love your sadomasochism. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Well that I, I believe that concludes our <laughs> um discussion for the day thank you again queen anna for coming on the show and can you tell us how can we reach out to you how can we stay connected
1: all right so i just built, uh finished building my website so you can check me out at queen anna you can email me at queen anna algos at gmail.com i am on instagram twitter and fetlife um, also by my name queen anna algos And I'm also on Sex Panther and Night Flirt for those that want to text or chat with me on the phone.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And I'll make sure to put all links to that in the description below. It's just for clarification, if you're just listening to this, it's Anna with one and not two. Yes. Awesome. Thank you again so much for coming on the show. Is there anything you want to say to our audience before we part ways? Think before you kink. All right. Think before you kink. Well, before we go, you guys, don't forget to check out the many outreach programs we have available to us here in the Los Angeles area. The LELC Cares and Boulevard Pantry are ways that you can get assistance during these trying times of COVID-19. I will have links in the description below. As always, you can find me on Instagram and Patreon as Leather Talk Mr. Bullet, and Twitter as Brandon Bullet LA. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay kinky.